It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Dallas Stars 2-1 in overtime. Jack Eichel, the overtime hero for the Vegas Golden Knights. And to help us break this one down, we go back to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, Dan, we'll start with Jack. We'll start with, uh, you know, a player in Jack Eichel who had an opportunity over the weekend to win a game in overtime against the Philadelphia Flyers, rings one off the post, hits another post in Pittsburgh. You know that he's, he's so close to kind of breaking through, and he's able to do that tonight to bring the Golden Knights to 500 on the road trip. Yeah, you know, I've been saying it to a number of people. When you go on the road, you see that other teams, broadcasters and writers, etc. And you often hear the question, you know, who's been playing well and, you know, whatnot, get a snapshot of the team. And I've said it a few times, I feel, in the last week. You know, Jack Eichel could have twice as many goals as he has. He's been so close. And, you know, he has joked himself, you know, if I could finish on a penalty shot, if I could score on a breakaway, you know, X, Y, and Z. And... I suppose it's ironic that the goal that he scores here in overtime comes after he kind of flubbed the puck. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what it takes. It's like a, a baseball player who can't buy a base hit despite all kinds of line drives. You know, then you have a swinging bunt that's a little nubber and you get a base hit out of it. Looks the same in the box score, as does this overtime winner for Jack. No, he still has to follow up. You know, he, he flubs the first one, but then to get the puck back, it wasn't automatic that he'd score the goal after he flubbed it. So the presence to stick with it, finish it off, impressive. And, you know, maybe that kind of a finish and the fact that he did score and it's the first overtime win, it's against the Central Division leaders, the team to beat the playoffs last year, maybe all of that combined, plus a couple of days before the next game, home game against the Coyotes, maybe that's the kind of thing that jumpstarts Jack. Maybe, and, and like you could see again today, Ryan, you know, that group, Barbashev, Eichel, and Marcia, so like there was some jump there, there, there were some chances, they didn't get one until overtime, but maybe they're just on the precipice of finally getting him into a hot streak for all of them. Yeah, obviously, the other day, Eichel, excuse me, Marcia so had three points in the game, a couple of goals. But, you know, as Jonathan told us on the pregame show, there have only been glimpses yeah. of that line playing at its potential so far this season. Maybe we're on the cusp of finally seeing more than just glimpses. Yeah, and, you know, you would, you would like that to kind of click into to place, but as, you know, we've, we've kind of talked about over the course of at least the first 20 games, you don't want to be playing your best hockey here in November. You want to uh, really hit your stride come April, May, and June, as the Golden Knights were able to do last season. So let's kind of sit there for a moment with the, this record for the Golden Knights, 14-4-2 through the first 20 games of the season at the, the quarter pole mark. Like, what do you make of this start for the defending Stanley Cup champions? Yeah, pretty good with room for improvement. Yeah. You know, if they were winning all of their games in blowout fashion, you know, it would be easy to get lulled into a false sense of security. I think, as you heard Braden McNabb say a few moments ago, they're pleased to have the record that they have, but they also know that some of the games they won, you know, perhaps were not, um, you know, textbook performances. So that there's always going to be that... Um, that next level of play within reach that they can aspire to. And it's a veteran group that understands all of that. And, you know, and I get what what you just said, and Gary echoed Alec Martinez' comments about not playing your best hockey at this stage of the season. But we all know that it's not a smooth grade, right? It's up and down, up and down. The Knights will have stretches in the regular season where they play great, 
and win a bunch of games. They'll have other stretches where they don't play so great but still win. Mm -hmm. Then they'll have stretches where they play great and lose. Then they'll have stretches where they don't play great but still win, right? That's just (laughs) what happens over the course of 82, and, you know, we're 20 games into it, and good teams find ways more often than not. They make their own luck. So they're going to have, at some point here, they're going to have a stretch where you're thinking, my gosh, this looks like the team that won the Cup. But that doesn't mean they have peaked too early because inevitably there'll be a, a swoon of some kind. And, you know, they won't be great for a few games here. There could be a losing streak. You know, they've not lost more than two in a row yet this year. It's happened a couple of times. So that will happen over the course of a long season. But it is, I think, important to recognize they do have that aspiration that there is always room for improvement and from game to game in different aspects. And, you know, not every single player is going to be clicking all at once. You know, you can have some guys going at some times, other guys going at other times. And that is a, a part of the Knights' strength, which is their depth that you can have different players going at different times. You know, another strong outing for Aiden Hill, and as, as I was listening to you and uh, Gary wrap up, he kind of threw out the idea of, of maybe going on a bit of a run, but three, four games in a row for Aiden Hill, and then, you know, by the, the same token, kind of allowing a, an extended stretch for, say, Logan Thompson. I wanted to, to kind of pick your brain on that one because, as, as Gary kind of pointed out, you don't want the playoffs to be the first opportunity where you you stick a goaltender into uh, a situation like that but you know the way that the rotation's working right now it's hard to to want to change that or come off that because both guys have played really well yeah i I think it's something you consider later in the season yeah where in the last year beginning of the season these two goalies were not trading every other game it was early on every other game or close to it and then eventually logan thompson was getting a little bit more and a little bit more and eventually played himself into an all-star bid um then you had the you know the torrent of injuries and we we know what happened after that so you know it's hard to say that you know the an injury is going to happen it it, it just seems to happen like that's just the way that the sport goes so you kind of run with it it's working. They're in first place. Both goalies have been very good. Um, it's not as though one has really struggled, right? There haven't been any really poor performances. There's not been a night where a guy got pulled. The Knights have not pulled their goalies, uh, you know, because of a poor performance yet this year. So uh, I think you keep going like this for a while. They've got a map uh, for uh, stretches of time, and then you reevaluate. And I, I'd go right through, you know, here. November, December, and into January. I don't. I don't think you really think about giving a guy a long run of, you know, as Gary said, five or six in a row, until after the All Star break, and you know, just consider all the variables between now and then. So that's where my thought process is. But uh, maybe we'll ask Sean Burke or Bruce Cassidy about his thoughts on that uh, in the days to come. All right, great stuff on the call as always, Dan. Um, have a happy and safe Thanksgiving tomorrow. And uh, you and I, we will uh, reconvene on Saturday. Thank you, Ryan. Same to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Happy Thanksgiving to each and every one of those folks who uh, have tuned in. And we're very thankful to have you with us on this fun journey that is broadcasting hockey on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, Dan. Same to you. That is Dan Duva, the voice of the Golden Knights, helping us break down a 2-1 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights in overtime over the Dallas Stars. And, you know, it's an interesting one because as we as we look at Vegas and Dallas, as we start to 
kind of assess where the matchup is between these two hockey clubs. Um, I'm just telling you right now, anytime they play, just count on it going to overtime. I already knew going into this game we were destined for overtime, and they go to overtime again. Let's hear from Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. To be. Yeah, I figured it'd be low scoring, intense. Um, you know, I don't. I can't really evaluate their game like from top to bottom. I mean, there was pockets of the game I thought we were crisp with our execution, and then the second period got away from us a little bit, maybe late first, where we just weren't clean coming out of our end and led to a lot of zone time. So it was tough, tough on our D, uh, you know, to be battling those that big group because they put a lot of pucks to the net. But all in all, I thought it was again a game. Would we say similar to the first one went into overtime? I think it was a shootout back in Vegas. Uh, didn't make, quite make it that far, but um, yeah, good hockey team, two good teams that uh, don't give you a lot of room. Uh, now that it's over, how important did you feel that it was to wrap up this road trip on a strong note? Well, I just feel I think it's important that you know, there's guys we rely on for offense, and it hasn't really come. And there, there's there's two ways to look at that, right? There's the group that's getting the chances every night. Marsh is so. It seems the puck's fine and it's just not going in. So those guys, Jack's had a lot of good looks. Um, other guys, not as many looks. So you want to make sure that we find a way to get them going offensively. But I thought it was important there for one of the guys we rely on if, you know, we could get a goal. We're going to take it from anybody, but they're the guys that play in overtime anyway. So that's why I think it was important for us. It, 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 you know, the old 500 on the road. So we got that. I, I Listen, we expect to be a lot more than 500 on the road. We're, we're a good hockey club. But for this trip, uh, that's how it ends. So that's a good mental to, uh, to, uh, thing on the checklist to make sure you you get half the points that were available and released did that. What role did Aiden Hill play in that game? Well, I thought both goaltenders were very good for both teams. Um, Aiden had more traffic and volume of shots to deal with whereas I thought Ottinger had more of the high like Carly had a two-on-one Jack had a two-on-one early we had some really good uh, Stoney on a breakaway in the third so there was some really good high-end saves Uh, Hilly made some more probably closer to around the front of the net Um, and he got a game-winning assist they didn't give him credit for it so we're gonna have to make they they changed it good for them in Dallas that's good because uh, they don't come along that often, and you might as well grab them as a goalie when you can. A couple goalie points for you this season. Yeah, yeah. Logan made a great play uh, at home in that stretch pass. I think it was against Winnipeg. So, yeah, they're doing their part offensively too. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. That was Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 2-1 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights over the Dallas Stars. And uh, as, as Bruce just mentioned, you just heard him talk about it, Aiden Hill does get the assist on Jack Eichel's game-winning goal. So uh, not only is Aiden Hill keeping the puck out of the net, but he's helping set up the offense as well. Good stuff there all the way around from the Vegas Golden Knights. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu-priced pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the post-game show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. You know, a lot of lawyers who advertise here don't even live here. If they say Nevada, they're not from around here. If they think our capital is Las Vegas, they're not from around here. I'm Richard Harris, and I am from Nevada. I grew up here. I went to school here. I raised my family here. No one knows Nevada like we do. If you've been injured, call me, Richard Harris of the Richard Harris Law Firm. 
444-4444, just in case. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. The definitive collector's item from the Stanley Cup Championship is It Hurts to Win, the official book from the Vegas Golden Knights. Pick up your copy now at the official team stores or order online at VegasTeamStore.com. It's the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Dallas Stars 2-1 to one in overtime. Golden Knights 14-4-2. 30 points on the year for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, first team in the Western Conference to hit 30 points on the ledger. So they will hit the Thanksgiving break, the pseudo-cutoff for Thanksgiving as top team in the Pacific Division, top team in the Western Conference, and... You know, I think for the Golden Knights, the, the questions coming into the season were very simple, right? Like, and this is a common question that comes up for any defending Stanley Cup champion. How are you going to deal with a shortened offseason? How are you going to deal with the Stanley Cup hangover? How are you going to be able to keep your focus early on in the season when you've got a ton of different things pulling you in different directions? You've got a banner raising. You've got a ring ceremony. You've got everything the Golden Knights kind of dealt with in the first week or so of the season. Then add on top of that injuries, which the Golden Knights have had to battle through essentially all season long. It were 20 games in, and they've had their full complement of players exactly one time. One time. We thought, honestly, going into the game tonight, that the Golden Knights would have their full complement to them again, and it wasn't the case. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Alec Martinez did not suit up tonight for the Golden Knights. He's uh, out day-to-day with a lower body injury. Uh, we'll see kind of how long or what the the timeline looks like on Alec Martinez. Obviously won't get any type of report tomorrow, being that it's Thanksgiving, but we would expect Friday, Saturday, we'll have a, a better understanding of what the timeline is for Alec Martinez. But again, like you, you come off of the weekend where you finally get your full complement back into the lineup. You can start building your game out from there, and it lasts just one game. So again, you, you kind of throw all of that in, to the distractions of being a Stanley Cup champion, the understanding that every team that you're going to play, every goaltender that you're going to face, every single team that's out of a playoff spot wants to give you a run for your money. They want to measure up against the defending Stanley Cup champions. And I just think the Golden Knights have done a really good job navigating it. And listen, we talked about it going into the road trip. It's a five-game road trip, 10 possible points for the Vegas Golden Knights. My expectation, and you just heard it from Bruce Cassidy, my expectation is as much as the NHL way of thinking is 500 on the road is a good road trip, that's not the Golden Knights standard. The Golden Knights standard, seven, eight points. right? Like That's about what they would have expected. Seven and a half, eight points, and you can't get half points, but my point is you expected to be seven to eight points on this five-game road trip. So you fall short of maybe your standard, but you do still salvage the road trip 2-2-1 two, two, and one through the five-gamer for the Golden Knights. So you know what? You finish it off strong. You get a big victory here against the Dallas Stars. The turkey's going to taste a little bit sweeter tomorrow, and then you get right back to work again on Friday. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period, and you know my main key to the game was simply for the Golden Knights to score first. They hadn't done that through the first four games of this five-game road trip. So 
That's it. Just score first. They would meet that objective midway through the first period as Michael Amadio finished one off on the power play. Still in the zone. Petrangelo. Left side. Stevenson to the goal line. Wah. Extra pass. Amadio scores! What a pass. And the Knights take a 1-0 lead with a power play goal. Michael Amadio. Third goal of the year for Michael Amadio. The assist to Nick Waugh and Chandler Stevenson on the power play. 10-26 of the first period made it one to nothing. Vegas. The Golden Knights would take that one nothing lead into the second period, and the Dallas Stars started the barrage. It was all Dallas in the second period, and Aiden Hill had to come up with a couple of big saves. Into the left circle this time with a pass instead of a shot. Dallas shot, kick save, rebound, another sprawling save! Hill closes the legs like a snow angel has the whistle. So despite that brilliance from Aiden Hill in the second period late, the Stars took advantage of a slow change from Vegas as Rope Hintz tied the game with his eighth goal of the season. Knights are changing players. He comes to the left and a shot score! Dallas ties it. In transition, Rope Hintz coming from the bench, streaking through the left wing. Goes low on Aiden Hill with 42 seconds to go in the second. Knights caught in the change and the Stars make it 1-1. Rope hints from Joe Pavelski and Jason Robertson. 19-17 of the second period tied the game at one. We'd go through a scoreless third period, but really, if you're paying attention to Vegas-Dallas regular season, you knew this one was going to overtime. The last four games in the regular season between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars went to overtime. When they play later on this season, I guarantee you, it's going to go to overtime. So we pick things up in overtime, and while the Stars tried to hold on to the puck for the entirety of overtime, the Golden Knights decided to actually play hockey when they got the puck as Jack Eichel marched down the ice and won the game. Eichel ahead fake, now across the line, onside with Petrangelo. Eichel turns to face the net, fans on a shot, gets it back, shoots, and scores! Eichel in overtime! Knights 2, Stars 1. He flubbed the puck, but maintained control somehow. Jack Eichel's eighth goal of the year from Jonathan Marcheseau and Aiden Hill. One minute, 57 seconds into overtime. Made it 2-1 to one Vegas and secured a 2-2-1 two, two and one record through the five-game road trip, giving the Golden Knights a 500 road trip and their 14th win of the season. Vegas 14-4-2, 30 points on the year. Next in action, Saturday night at home against the Arizona Coyotes. Puck dropped at 7 o'clock. Pre-game show will go at 6. We're back with more on the post-game show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. VGK post-game show, the Golden Knights defeat the Dallas Stars 2-1 in overtime. Jack Eichel, the OT hero. Michael Amadio, a power play goal in the first period. Aiden Hill gets an assist on that. That game winner for Jack Eichel. Like, it just kind of blows my mind. When you, when you sit and think about it, right? For Aiden Hill, you don't really know what to expect coming into this season. Now, Aiden was good for the Golden Knights over the course of last year. I, I thought that he kind of grew into his game, got better and better and better as the season wore on. And then obviously, 
an injury kind of prevents him from finishing off the season, prevents him from starting in goal in the playoffs. And then once he gets healthy and comes into the playoffs, he's absolutely lights out. And it has been a continuation for Aiden. It really, truly has. He's got 31 uh, saves on 32 shots tonight, only allows one goal. And you need to have confidence in your goaltender to go out there and, and keep the team to two or less. And I think, on the whole, for the Golden Knights, Bruce Cassidy, Sean Burke, everybody within the organization, believes wholeheartedly in this goaltending, and why wouldn't you? Now, I am interested, and I do think that it was a, an interesting thought experiment from Gary Lawless, right? Like, you start to think about things in a different way. Knowing that the Golden Knights are gearing up for another playoff run, Knowing that the Golden Knights, the quarter pole, have 30 points, that you know right now they're on pace for just about a 120-point season, like you know that the expectations with this hockey club are not to go through the motions in the regular season. They want to be building their game. They want to get themselves to a position where come April, May, and June, they're hitting their stride. They're playing their best. They have confidence in their process, and then the results will follow that process. And I thought it was interesting, the idea of, okay, well, do you want to have Aiden Hill or Logan Thompson, whoever might be your goaltender through the playoffs, do you want them to have that first sensation of starting four, five, six games in a row for the first time this season in the playoffs? And I'd make the argument that you've kind of already done that before. Like, you went into the playoffs last year with Lauren Brossois as your number one goaltender who had to kind of work himself into that spot in the later stages of the season simply because of injury. And so there are so many variables, so many things that you cannot control between now and then. But then when Lauren Brossois goes down, you go to Aiden Hill, and Aiden Hill was your guy. And so he, he kind of worked himself through that process, and... I guess the main question becomes, once you get to the postseason, especially with the way the rotation's kind of working, I think you're clearly viewing Aiden Hill as a 1A, Logan Thompson the 1B. I would make the argument that Aiden Hill would be kind of the guy that you ride in the postseason. But if you're Bruce Cassidy, if you're Sean Burke, if you're the Golden Knights, and you go through an entire season where you get great goaltending from both guys... Do you even introduce a rotation in the postseason? It's not typical. It's not something that you see on a day-to-day, but I do think it's something to kind of keep in mind. So right now, I wouldn't change anything when it comes to goaltending. I wouldn't change anything when it comes to the rotation. You see that Aiden Hill is getting multiple starts in a row. It's not happening often, but it is happening often enough to see that Aiden is kind of the guy at the moment right now for the Golden Knights. But I still believe if you have both guys pushing in the right direction, pushing each other to be better, you're going to have great goaltending all season long for the Golden Knights. We're back to wrap it up next on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. VGK postgame show, the Golden Knights defeat the Dallas Stars 2-1 in overtime. Vegas 14-4 in 230 points on the year. Tops in the Pacific Division and the Western Conference. Next in action, Saturday night, 7 o'clock against the Arizona Coyotes. No games tomorrow in the National Hockey League because, well, Thanksgiving... 
Everybody loves Thanksgiving. Uh, and then the Golden Knights will return to practice on Friday ahead of their game on Saturday. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar for the Golden Knights. For the first time on this five-game road trip, they score the first goal of the game. For the first time all road trip long, the Golden Knights are not chasing a game. And even though they kind of got away from you know, the level of execution they enjoyed in the first period, they weren't behind the eight ball and sinking further because, well, they weren't chasing the game. They had a lead. And so Aiden Hill, I thought, was brilliant in the second period, really a big reason why that game was tied going into the third. And then as we've talked about, I mean, listen, you can you can just call it right now. Every game from here until eternity between Vegas and Dallas is going to go to overtime. Just settle in for it. Don't wish for anything else. It's going to happen. So just lean into it, and then Jack Eichel obviously gets the game winner for the Golden Knights. Hopefully that's one that kind of allows Jack to settle into his offensive game. Maybe some uh, some pucks start to fall for him a little bit more, and you get uh, a little bit more out of Jack Eichel offensively. But for the Golden Knights, really hard to complain. Through 20 games, 30 points. And a, a great start to the title defense for the Vegas Golden Knights through the first 20. That's going to do it for me here on the post-game show. Extended post-game show is next. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll talk to you again shortly on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network post-game show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 2-1 to the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Dallas Stars in overtime. Aiden Hill, 31 saves on 32 shots. Jack Eichel. Wins the game in overtime. You get a power play goal for Michael Amadio. Oh, yeah, by the way, not only does Aiden Hill keep the puck out of his own net, but he also gets an assist on the Jack Eichel game winner. And the Golden Knights have hit 30 points in 20 games. And even though you look at it and you say, well, okay, the Golden Knights, it's 500 road trip. You saw it off at 500. After going four games straight, trailing two to nothing, in every game on the road trip. If you tell somebody that you finish that road trip 500, I think you view that through the lens of, of it being successful. Now, does it mean that it's up to Golden Knight standards? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I do think that in this case, you, you'll, you'll take the 500 on the road. You'll go have some turkey tomorrow. You'll have a nice dinner. A little bit of relaxation. Hang out with your family and then you'll get back to work on Saturday against the Arizona Coyotes. 702-876-1340, that's the number. 702-876-1340. Hey, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. We've already talked about it. Ring me up right now and tell me what you're thankful for. And it can be in the context of the Golden Knights, right? Like, what are you thankful for 
as a Golden Knight fan this year. You can call back to the Stanley Cup. You can certainly talk about the first 20 games of the year. But let, let's just let's just air it out right now. What are you thankful for as a Golden Knight fan this year? 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's hear from Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, thankful that uh, we're headed home and we get to go to Gold Friday practice. That'll be fun. Looking will forward you, to that. Will you get a donut, Mike? <laughs> no, I don't well, need another donut. Oh, come on. Mike. I do not need another donut. It's a, Mike, it's a donut at like 8.30 in the morning. Why wouldn't you? I know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I know Goldie doesn't need donuts, so I'm trying to stay away from them, too. It's going to be a fun day at the Arsenal and everywhere else around City National, isn't it? Yeah. Are yeah, you going to be there? Am I going to be there? I, I yeah. should be. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm expecting to, but... You know, Mike. I'll be honest with you, buddy. I've had I've had exactly two days off so far this month, so yeah. we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Well, you didn't raise the bird for the special occasion tomorrow. You're not going to kill kill a turkey on the farm tomorrow, are you? You know, you and and Tyler Bischoff, like you guys have this idea in your mind. I don't have any turkeys on the farm. Oh, like okay. I wish I wish I did, but like there's something going on with the turkeys where they just they don't want to like exist beyond four or five months and i don't know why that's the case when we've had them in the past on the farm but yeah uh, no turkeys on the farm so it's it's going to be very traditional in that uh the bird was was purchased from a, a grocery store and okay. uh as, as simple a, a thanksgiving as you could possibly have well you had said the other day on the afternoon gathering that you had not adopted a chicken you've never taken chickens for too personally so oh, i no. assume turkeys are the same way Oh, I, I try not to get attached to anything. <laughs> Including your family? What? No, come on, Mike. My, my family are not, like, farm animals. What are we talking about here? We're talking, we're talking, you're, like, you, you go, you go walk one direction a little bit too far. No, I, generally speaking, Mike, like, I don't have strong attachments to, to many things. Uh, my family would be an exception to that, for sure. Good. I, I knew it was the case. I knew it was the case. And we all have an, a strong attachment to the night, and we're grateful that the, and thankful that the road trip ended this way because it could have ended another way, and then it would have been, eh, that was really bad, wasn't it? Next week is going to be a, a real telling uh, week, I think. We're going to learn something about this team, aren't we? Well, what, are you, what are you expecting to learn? Well, I, I don't know. I just know that Calgary and Edmonton have got to play better at some point. Well, they've got well, to play better. You, Mike, you would, you would think that, but, I mean, we're, we're, we're 18 games into the year for Edmonton, yeah. and we're 19 games into the year for Calgary. And Edmonton doesn't score on the power play anymore. What in the world happened there? Well, they're, they're two big guns, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl. They're in a, they're in a slump. Yeah, but and they can't they can't of... get saves. They don't defend well. So, I mean, it's not surprising to me based on how they play. If, if you don't have three and four point nights every night from McDavid and Drysaddle, the way that they play defensively, like you're not going to win very many games. No, and they don't. And as a result, they don't. Now Vancouver will be fired up for the big game on Thursday, a week from tomorrow. That'll be mm-hmm. a nice game for them. And and I don't know how that's going to go, but you can be sure they'll be ready to play. But yeah. the, uh, I think the idea of Logan and Aiden 
because that's the last topic that you've discussed, and it's been thoroughly bandied about. Help me out. In 16 and 17, were Matt Murray and Mark Flurry were they rotating in the playoffs or not? No, it was, if I'm remembering correctly, it was kind of an injury that opened the door for Matt Murray, and then at that point, he was playing so well that you just, you didn't, you know, you didn't go away from it. That was when he wins the Stanley Cup the first time around. And then the second time around, there was, they were alternating, they, Marc-Andre Fleury came in for a series, and then Matt Murray kind of came back into the fold and was the guy the rest of the way. So as a coach, you don't anticipate doing what we're doing right now in the postseason. Well, I I wouldn't, but you know, I, again, I think that you you have to kind of play the hands that you're dealt. And thanks, Mike, for the call. I, I think perspective, you know, I think if the Golden Knights could have last season, they would have rolled all the way through with Lauren Brossois. But then there's an injury. You've got to be adaptable. You've got to have enough guys in your pipeline to be able to make that work. And then you know, Aiden Hill goes on an absolute run. So I think between Aiden Hill, Logan Thompson, you should feel fairly confident that you can get the job done with either guy in the postseason. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. So I, I know, you know, our goalie usually gets saved the game. But can we give a shout-out to Zach Whitecloud? Sure. Because he diving to break up that two-on-one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was huge. Obviously, I mean, Hill went and gave him a hug. So, yeah. you know, good on Zach for getting up there and breaking that up because I think that could have been a very pivotal moment in the game if Dallas was able to score on that. So, what's what's the better play? Zach Whitecloud diving to break up that 2-on-0 or Alex Petrangelo doing the splits to stay onside for Jack Eichel's game-winning goal? I feel like you read my mind because that was the one other thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> it's, that's hard because, I mean, I just, uh, they, they just put up on, on Twitter the, um, uh, the team walking out from the, the rink and, uh, Jack told Petro that he left his groin out on the ice. <laughs> Woo! I, I tweeted right after it happened, like, Petro was so onside it hurts for that one. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you it's... know what? Over and over, Petro's willing to put his body on the line for the team. Yeah, you're you're right on the money there, Stephanie. Thanks so much for the call. Um, yeah, I, I think Alex Petrangelo sold out there, and uh, it hurt watching, but the Golden Knights were able to get the two points, and that's uh, that's all that matters there. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Daryl. Hey, Daryl, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Going all the way from New York City. I was, I was wondering, how come, how come Alex Martinez did not play tonight? He was out well, with a so who, he was out with a lower got, body injury. Low body injury. Yep. And how and how and how, 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 how long do they project that to be? Uh, there's no update or, or timeline on Alec Martinez right now. He took morning skate. He left that early this morning, um, and so that's kind of all we've got right now. He's out day to day with a lower body. Uh, at least morning skate. And the other question I had: Who, who, who did Dorfiev play in lieu of? Adorofiev didn't play today. Actually, for some reason on the for some reason on the TV, on, on, on TNT that had Dorofiev on 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 the ice. Yeah, he might have taken warm up, but he didn't play in the game. It was Paul oh, Cotter okay. in. 
Yeah, Paul Cotter in with uh, William Carlson and Michael Amadio. Carlson and Amadio. All right. All right. Great. Thanks a lot. Yep, absolutely, Daryl. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. We're back with more on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for as a Vegas Golden Knights fan? Could be the Stanley Cup. I would imagine most people are thankful for that. It could be the unveiling of the Winter Classic sweaters. The full kit. Today, by the Vegas Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken. Can't forget the Kraken there in the game, too. Uh, what are you thankful for? Are you thankful for Jack Eichel, overtime winner? Are you thankful for Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson? As a Golden Knight fan, what are you thankful for right now in this moment? 702-876-1340. That's the number if you'd like to call in and let me know. Um, you know, it's funny. Like, I, I think when you, when you are covering the hockey team day in and day out when you're when you're looking at storylines when you're trying to understand why teams find another gear another level there are obvious things and there are less obvious things and when you look at the golden knights and you kind of zoom out a little bit What you really see, what you're left with here with this hockey team is that it's just a bunch of guys that really love playing with one another. It's a bunch of guys, it's a collective of humans that really like to be teammates. They like to be around one another. And, you know, of of all the things that that you, you know, you kind of see in sports, of all the, the things that happen over the course of, an 82-game season, a long playoff run, multiple long playoff runs, missing the playoffs, all of that stuff, the, 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 the changes, the coaching changes, the trades, all of those things. At the, at the heart of it for the Golden Knights is just a collection of guys that love playing with one another, a bond, a brotherhood, t- to be honest, to be frank. And, you know, I think that of, any, of everything that happens with this team, of all the of all the things that they can do, the, the talent that they have, the fact that they won a Stanley Cup, all of that stuff, I think the thing I'm most thankful for in getting to be around this team on a daily basis is seeing that connection and watching it perform well on the ice. It's huge. It's big. There's lots of teams that would go through hard times and not be able to come out on the other side because there are fractures here and there in the room, all that. It's not the case with the Golden Knights. This team simply loves playing together. And I think when you've got that, you've got something pretty special. And it materialized, obviously, in a Stanley Cup championship last season and a pretty good record through the first 20 games in this season. 14-4-2, 30 points on the year tops in the Pacific Division in the Western Conference. There's a lot to be thankful for right now 
if you're a Golden Knights fan. Back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. 2-1 to one the finals. The Golden Knights defeat the Dallas Stars in overtime. Vegas 14-4 and 2. 30 points on the year. Tops in both the Pacific Division and the Western Conference. And they sit just one point back of the Boston Bruins, who... Just don't seem to slow down no matter who is or isn't playing for them on a year-to-year basis. Now, all that being said, I think when you look at it from the Golden Knights' perspective, the ability to come in on a Stanley Cup defense and race to 30 points in 20 games, that's huge, that's important, that's impactful. And for the Golden Knights, now it's about the middle portion, the meat of this season, navigating those waters, getting healthy, and finding a way to sharpen up your game as you go deeper and deeper into this regular season. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Mateo Lopez-Gonzalez down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio, and thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It is your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input. Until Saturday, have a great night, everybody, and a happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. We'll talk to you. Saturday night, right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.